Tis the season when lawmakers are introducing legislation. More than a few of the bills are catching people's eyes. One of them jumped out at us here. It is a bill that codifies in law, if it's passed, the definition of downstate Illinois. Maybe downstate isn't all as down as you might think. It does more than that, too. Here to tell us more about it, Representative Avery Bourne, the sponsor of this legislation. Representative, good afternoon. Thanks for taking a few minutes. We appreciate it. Hi, Jim. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And before we get started, can I just say how adorable your son is? I've been seeing the pictures on Facebook. My gosh, what a cute little guy. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's... uh... He's really cute and really fun. I don't post the bad pictures, though. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's wonderful to have you here. I appreciate it. So tell me about your, your legislation. You've just introduced this late last week. Uh, what was the, the, re- the rationale behind this? Sure. You're not kidding when you say it's the season. This is House Bill 5030, which means it's 5,030 on the list. <laughs> um, and we've had this conversation in the legislature my entire time in the legislature and certainly before that about how do we make state government um, more representative of the diversity of the state? And are there small places where we can give more consideration to downstate than what we currently do? Or if you don't want to say downstate, maybe say the rural parts of the state. There is currently in law at the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, it's kind of wonky. They're the group um, that does legislative oversight of new regulations put in by agencies. Um, there's already a way that they give consideration for small for small municipalities. This will add downstate to that consideration. By the way, your son has a great future in talk radio ahead of him, too. I should. I was going to say, he is a vocal <laughs> little kid in the backseat right now. That's, that's perfect. He is welcome to be a part of the conversation, too. Uh, before we get into to some of the particulars of, of that part of it, about how this would uh, offer some additional uh, protections or at least consideration for downstate, how are you defining downstate uh, in your legislation? You know, we had this debate of how do you define this? Um, There's already in statute, there's many times that it applies to just counties over a million or something like that. So we took that approach except the opposite, um, saying it's the least populated counties, essentially. Um, But if there are parts of the state that don't want to have special consideration who might be more rural, we're open to that debate as well. So essentially, as your bill is written, it is it is essentially Cook and the Collar counties, those uh, five or so counties that are contiguous to uh, to Cook. So everything else from Rockford down to Cairo, from Quincy to Danville, the Quad Cities, every place else in between is all considered, quote, downstate, unquote. Is that right? Under our bill, under our bill, that's true. We can we can change it to rural Illinois. Um, but really, when we look at laws that are put into place. These are um, places that might be less populated or might have different um, considerations geographically or um, really certainly with transportation issues and things like that. So that's how we came to the definition. There's there's some things that those areas have in common, but there's also some things that make some parts of the state very, very different from the others. That's kind of a a, a sweeping view of, of defining downstate. How... How how is it that you you seek to balance all of those competing interests through through this legislation? Because what Rockford's looking for may not be the same as what deep rural Southern Illinois might be looking for. You're absolutely right, and this isn't a, a really a one size fits all fix to how do we make state government more representative of the geographic 
nature of the state, but it's one chip away at it. And so one of the rules that's pending before JCAR right now is um, gun dealer licensing, which we've certainly seen a big difference in how uh, the rural parts of Illinois um, or downstate, as we would say, is impacted versus um, the opposite of that, which would be Cook and the, and the Collars. So we're really trying to look at how does this impact um, communities that aren't Chicago-centric. So, uh, as I understand it, the legislation essentially says if uh, if any state agency is looking to promulgate rules, and they, they would then have to do an assessment, just like they already have to do for small businesses, for nonprofits, to determine what the impact would be on those entities. They now have to add, quote, downstate Illinois, unquote, as another area where they have to assess whether there would be uh, a significant impact on that. And then do what? What do they have to do if they determine that downstate would be uh, in some way adversely affected by whatever they're talking about? This is really just a way to inform the legislators who are on the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, which is a bipartisan, bicameral commission, of the implications of these rules should they be in place. So it's really a way to do away with unintended consequences after the fact. Um, if there is a way to prevent those unintended consequences, then that's what we would ask to have done. But it's very similar. We have um, impact notes right now in the legislature, which is a similar thing. We can ask for a budget impact note. Um, and so we try to get all the information before making the decision on making it final or on voting on it. It's really the same thing, just at the JCAR level. Uh, so, so walk me through the example you gave, for example, on the, the gun licensing uh, legislation. What would have been done differently if your bill were in place when, when that was considered? Sure. So um, we could potentially get this in place before those rules are fully implemented. Okay. Um, and what we would ask is that you do um, a survey of the state, not, not a formal survey, but look at the whole state and see how this will make a difference. Um, the intention of the gun dealer licensing bill was to go after gun dealers who are selling guns that are used in the commission of a crime. Um, we have seen that a majority of gun dealers who are mainly in the downstate part of the state are not selling guns that are used in the commission of a crime. So we have a bill that says, have these only apply to the bad actors. If this consideration were in place um, at the JCAR level, that could maybe be done by administrative rule. I don't I don't know because we haven't seen that take place, um, but we've seen uh, almost half of the downstate um, gun dealers who have FFLs. Um, they are either they are already chosen to shut down or they're considering it just because of the impact of this um, of these rules on their business. So having this consideration to know the unintended consequences before they happen. Um, I think is important because something like that is something that we can't take back. Those folks aren't going to reopen. But w wouldn't that come out during the the discussion or debate process anyway? Aren't there usually hearings about this? Don't people uh, are they able to submit comments? So wouldn't they, it wouldn't that be part of the discussion regardless of whether this law were in place or not? Oh, we certainly see that we have debate about how bills impact downstate. Um, every day. But this adding another formal step in the process to respect uh, differences in our state, I think, is an important part. We see a lot of discontent around um, folks saying that we are not having uh, the same representation downstate as they do in Chicago, right? We've seen that anger and frustration. This is a formal way 
to add this consideration. Um, I kind of liken it to we hear a lot about a divorce, right? A separation of this of the state. Instead of divorce, let's find marriage counseling. That's how I've talked to um, my constituents about it. Let's find these ways to make state government um, more representative more representative of the diversity of our state. But everybody does have the same representation in Springfield. Every resident of the state has one state representative and one state senator. Uh, so if, if your viewpoint on this just happens to fall into the minority of the General Assembly, isn't that just how it shakes out? Why would there need to be special consideration uh, for people downstate if there just simply aren't the votes for them to get the, the things they want to get through? Sure. And I don't think this is a just a minority party issue. There are some laws that just are not population based. They could be based on um, geography. Certainly, I represent a much larger area geographically um, than folks in some of the northern parts part of the state. Um, there are bills that will impact um, the state differently in areas that are geographically larger. So um, we are not totally divided representation-wise the way that bills will impact them. We are divided by population, but not by geography. Um, certainly bills that would impact rivers or waterways are more downstate-based. Certainly um, bills that impact agriculture. This isn't a party thing. This could be a geography thing. There are other um, markers that make them see different. I'll admit, one of the first things I thought when I saw this was that it sounds a little bit like what some of the folks are saying, the ones who are talking about wanting to divide Illinois into two states, Chicago and then, quote, New Illinois. I don't know that I've ever asked you about this. What What are your thoughts on that and some of the folks who would uh, position themselves as separatists and want to carve Illinois into two states? I think that there are just too many unanswered questions, and I think it's a pretty burdensome thing to do. And that's why um, you'll notice some of the other bills that I've introduced this year as well are focused, kind of like I said, more at the marriage counseling side than the divorce side. I think that that's the, the right approach and the more realistic approach um, to doing this. There are states like Tennessee that um, have things in their state constitution that make uh that make it more represent, representative Tennessee is more, um, you know, East Tennessee, West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. Um, there are things in their constitution that they have enshrined to make those differences respected. I think that Illinois can do similar things. When I checked earlier today, your bill had not been signed, assigned to a, a committee yet. Do you know if that has happened in the last few hours or? I don't expect that anything will be assigned to committee until this week when we go back into session tomorrow. I see. Um, but I think that um, I hope that we can get a committee hearing. And and the bill number one more time, if people who want to just track the progress of it at home. I think this one is House Bill 5030. I think, that, yeah, I think you're correct on there. Representative Avery Bourne, sponsor of this legislation. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We really do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Take care.